11th episode of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, ultra marathon runner, husband, father of four, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction and compulsive sexual behavior. If you or anybody that you know is struggling with pornography addiction, please visit pathbackrecovery.com and sign up for my faith-based program. It consists of over 40 videos along with a workbook that will help you immediately with tools that will help you take back your life from pornography addiction. And even if you're not struggling with the problem yourself, um, if you have ever had a family member that does, if you're concerned about your children, um, your spouse, I do have a short ebook there that describes five common mistakes that people make when they are trying to overcome pornography addiction. And that's yours for free, and that can actually become something that will um, spark conversation in your family. So again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. Okay, I, I will be brief. I want to get right to the meat of the podcast, which is answering your questions. And remember, you can submit your questions either directly by emailing me at contact at pathbackrecovery.com or if you go to virtualcouch.xyz, and yes, that's a real domain, I have a contact form at the bottom of the page and you can submit any questions, comments, or suggestions through that contact form. And if you're interested in being a guest on the Virtual Couch, please use either means of contact to reach me as well. I've actually received a couple of great emails um, from authors, um, actually from a publicist as well, uh, who represents an author for books that, uh, that these authors would like to come on and talk about that have to do with mental health. And I've scheduled a couple of those interviews in the coming weeks and actually got one of those books in the mail today. And it is, it's really, it's amazing. I'll talk more about that when um, we're scheduling that interview for sometime in November, but a really neat book about um, kind of a unique take on this author's struggles with, uh, um, with anxiety and depression. So last week when I, I decided to record an episode answering your questions, I was set to record at the end of my day after seeing clients. And specifically, I had received a couple of questions about anger, where anger comes from and what to do with anger. And, and I really love talking about that. I've facilitated uh, anger groups on anger management, and I work with a lot of clients who really struggle with trying to control their anger. So I wanted to get to that. And uh, a colleague and friend, therapist Shauna Roberts, walked by in my office, and we, we were briefly bouncing ideas off of each other on how to handle a particular issue that we often see when working with couples. And I asked Shauna how late she was working, and she was done right when I was planning on recording. So I asked her if she could sit in with me and, and answer some of these questions. Um, and I'm so glad that she did because I felt like it was more of a discussion for some of these answers on both of our experiences with the questions that were asked. And I, and I just feel like it was so much more powerful. So I think I'm going to look at maybe grabbing another therapist um, anytime I do these Q&As. And of course, that led to a couple of good stories as well as one that I honestly didn't know if I was ever going to admit. And uh, I will just set the stage by tell, telling you I will talk about or will tell a story, The Tale of Pierre Centre. And I'll give you the short version of the ad by our sponsor today, Eli's Extracts. Just go to elis-extracts.com. Look around there, all natural organic shave creams scented with essential oils. Order, enter the coupon code virtualcouch, all one word, at checkout and save 25% on your entire purchase. And remember, every time you shave, you're literally scraping off a layer or two of skin, leaving your skin exposed. So why expose that skin to the harsh chemicals and preservatives found in other shaving creams? Nope, make sure that your skin is covered and coated with all natural ingredients, including many of the healing properties found in essential oils. And that is what you will get using Eli's Extracts. So head over to elis-extracts.com. Use the coupon code virtualcouch and do your skin a favor. 
Okay, so it goes without saying, thank you for your support. Um, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the Virtual Couch Podcast to everybody you know. Um, we've already made our way onto the iTunes charts, which I didn't expect to happen so soon. So uh, that has just been really exciting to see. And again, the, the, the guests lined up, a lot of therapists talking about a lot of things. Uh, it's actually a little bit of a struggle to try and figure out how to how to fit everybody in um, and, and who to book and uh, that sort of thing. So just some really, really great episodes coming up. So I just, I thank you from the very bottom of my heart. So, and actually, um, bottom of my heart, I don't know where that one came from. Not one of my go-to phrases, but a fun fact. I learned long ago the origin of uh, bottom of my heart. I think this stuff's kind of fun. Um, it was a Greek, one of the Greek philosophers, I want to say um, Archimedes, I think, believed that it was the brain that actually pumped blood throughout the body and that the heart was responsible with the thinking and feeling. So therefore, if somebody said, you know, thank you or I love you from the bottom of my heart, that was this, uh, you know, it was basically the, the, the most uh, dramatic and effective way that you could communicate um, that, that because of that's where all your feelings came from, from the very bottom of your heart. Um, the heart had nothing to do with pumping the blood back in that day. That was from the brain. Um, but uh, bottom of your heart, that's where the feelings were from. So I thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. And again, to uh, I want to thank Aurora Florence for her song, It's Wonderful, at the end of every Virtual Couch episode. And again, my thanks to Shauna for taking the time to answer your questions. I think you're going to enjoy it. So now, on to the Q&A and the curious tale of Pierre Santré. you've had a tough session. Your eyes are red. Yes, very red. Okay. The smoke is killing me. Are you sure yeah. it's the smoke or was it something sad? Did somebody talk about a puppy or something like that? Yes, is I got very into my last session. Okay, uh, oh wait, I'm here, I'm here with Shauna Roberts. Shauna is oh. a colleague of mine. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and we practice um, together. Uh, that sounded a little bit odd. Yeah, we play catch, right? <laughs> pra- we do tell practice me. together, right? Co- um, but we, we are yes. in the same building, office, work at Bridges Counseling Center in... Roseville, yes. California. Yes. Uh, so I brought Sean on because I thought it would be kind of fun. I've been talking about, uh, and I'm so grateful for all the questions that I get submitted um, through contact at pathbackrecovery.com or the contact form at virtualcouch.xyz. Did you know that's a real domain ending, .xyz? You're pulling my leg. No, I, and I have it. I mean, really? Yeah. You wow. go If you go to virtualcouch.xyz, they're all my podcasts. XYZ. Yeah. I had to. I mean, I could have got some of the other ones. But I thought that one's just too cool. It's way too cool. Yeah, virtualcouch.xyz. There's a okay. contact form on the bottom All and right. you can submit questions. So I have some great awesome. ones and I thought it would be fun. I'm going to have Shauna on a little later to talk about a specific therapy-related topic, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but so today I thought she would be able to weigh in on some of the questions that we have. But I was kind of making a joke. Shauna has some red eyes. She looks like she's yeah. been crying. Yeah, but it's not. It's yeah, what is it? All of the... The residual smoke from the uh, the horrible fires. Okay, because you, you moved up the hill, right? I did. So you didn't even ask me about that earlier. No, we we actually had two fires: the McCourtney fire and the Lobos fire, right up by us, which wow. got a little bit too close for comfort. Okay, um, I stayed home a couple days. Husband stayed home a couple days, just keep an eye on everything. But they wow. got those under control very quickly. Unlike our friends in the Valley uh, Wine Country, who lost, I mean, how many how many thousands of acres? And, and, and you have people you know that are, are affected by that family members who were displaced by that um very scary yeah i'm horrible um so were you where you're up there is the smell of smoke thick i mean is that a 
you know, it's interesting because we're up higher, uh-huh. not necessarily. If we have a fire up there, then yes. But yeah. where it became really bad is I would come down the hill, come oh. down 80 towards Roseville, and you could just see it hanging in the air. Wow. And they're just so thick. And so my eyes are just killing me. It's better today, but that past couple of days have been terrible. Okay. Well, I so. am grateful for you sticking around. I'm here. Record, I'm ready right? to do this. Okay. So I want to jump in. First of all, do you yeah. any specialties that you want to talk about? What do you want? I mean, what, what is your passion? What do you like the most about uh, therapy? What do you, what are your ideal clients? Mm, Tony, that's a loaded question. Uh, You know me, I'm Mm -hmm. eclectic. I kind of work with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But recently in the past year, um, I have really developed this intense desire to work with a couple specific populations. One, people who are living with problem gambling. Oh, wow. So gambling addiction. Um, I am one of the few contracted uh, therapists through the state of California, which pays for clients to have free therapy if they meet the criteria. It's a okay, wonderful that's cool. program. It All right. is. It Any is. idea where people go to find out about that? They can go to the office of problem gambling dot Something. Com. Yes. There you go. If they just dot Google gov. that, dot .gov, most Maybe? likely. Okay. Yes, I probably should know that. That's okay. Um, I'll edit this in. It'll be this robotic voice. Problem perfect. gambling dot. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, my other passion, which is very similar to the population you work with, mm-hmm. is betrayal, trauma, mm-hmm. and sex addiction. I, Whereas you tend to work more specifically with sex addiction, I have a true passion for working with uh, spouses, partners of those who are affected by SA. That, okay, yeah. that's what we're going to need to circle back around and talk we about, will. right? Because that, that's yeah. going to be, there, there's so much, um, there. know, yeah, there's a lot of focus on the person who is the addict, but right. not a lot on the spouse, right? But we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're bringing that kind of out of the shadows. Thank you, Patrick Carnes, mm-hmm. into the light. And we're looking more at betrayal trauma. Yeah. And that's its whole thing in and of itself. And I'm, I'm you know, very excited about working with that Okay, population. so we'll get there. And Sean and I sure. worked on... Uh, cases together and it's it's kind of nice sometimes i get to work with the guy shauna works with the woman and or vice versa yep. we've done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of it's uh, it's fun good okay so um okay. first question and this was got what kind of had me thinking about i wanted to do a whole episode on questions here's the question are you ready okay, I'm go. uh what do i do to stop being so angry and they even put an exclamation part. So I think they were angry when they said this question. Yeah. But although it wasn't in all caps. They weren't yelling it. Well, thankfully. Right? Because yeah. we, get that, we get that, right, at yeah. times. Yeah. So. Um, Why don't you, you take that and I'm going to come up behind you. Okay. Sounds good. So, you know, this was the one I kind of prepared for. I'm not going to okay. lie. Okay. So I, I went to a study. I heard, first of all, let me ask you, I feel like even a decade ago or more, in almost any therapy office or, you know, we used to work at a, the, a clinic together, a uh, nonprofit together, and there would be punching bags in a lot yep. of the offices, oh, the yes. Bozo the Clown ones. Bozo the Clown ones or, or the referee guy, right? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the referee guy? Yes. He had a name and I don't remember his name, but... Had to be alliteration. Ron the ref? I don't know. Something. It was. Was it? Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the theory there was, man, when you're angry, go punch the punching bag. Right. And I remember having, I remember even being in grad school and hearing, you know, sometimes I just have people scream into a pillow or hit a pillow or whatever it is, right? Right. It's the theory there being that um, when you get angry, you just got to let off some steam. Right. You're okay? going to drain that negative energy. Yeah. So then you will be super happy and peaceful right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. So that now we know is not correct. Right. So I looked up this study that I thought was pretty cool. It said uh, back in 1999, people were presented with some sort of frustrating situation um, for the sake of time. We'll just say, hey, it left them really angry. So okay. they were angry. Um, everybody in this, this study was angry. So soon afterwards, some of the people were given an opportunity to punch a punching bag, whether it's Bozo the Clown, Referee Ron, we don't even know, for two minutes. And that's a lot of punching. That's a lot of punching. It is kind of funny, right? When you think about it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're there, you've got the punching <laughs> bag, 
two minutes, though, if you really think about what that would entail, yeah. that is a long time. I have to tell you, I will not, I will not go too far on this tangent. But when I was in college, we had fraternity fight night. Oh, I was a freshman, and so I was uh, like, you know what? I've never been in a fight in my entire life. I'm in good shape, I'm so doing it. I'm doing it. And so I, I trained a little bit, and then uh, I, it was super hard training and exhausting. And I got into spar one time, and about 30 seconds in, I was just wiped out. So kind of backed out. So yeah, two minutes of punching. That's a, that's a long time. Okay, okay, so two minutes. Others, okay, so some people, one group did two minutes of punching. Others did nothing at all. So then a short time later, I think this is funny, everybody played a game against a fictional opponent, and over the course of the game, participants had a chance to punish their opponent with blasts of noise. Okay, I love this. I know. I the stu- these studies are always great, right? I would right? just be pushing the button just because I'm not I know, right? A little, a little bit of test right. bias there. Yeah. So the loudness of the noise and the length of the noise have been used as measures of aggression. So they're trying to see then uh, what happens with, you know, how aggressive people are, whether they punch the punching bag or where they did nothing at all so the belief is um and there's this uh, thing called catharsis which is what you're talking about yeah. if you drain every uh you know bit of anger out of your body yeah. then you reach a state of catharsis and you're right. happy and chill and all right. those things so the belief in catharsis would be that people would be less aggressive if they had a chance to punch the punching bag after getting angry than if they did to sit and do nothing at all okay. instead probably see where this one's going i did the opposite result was obtained so the people who punched the punching bag were actually more aggressive than the people who did nothing Interesting. Yeah, right? And I remember, um, boy, I've thought about this a lot. And anytime I see a punching bag around still or I hear, you know, now I know that this has kind of become just pop psychology lore, right? Yeah, totally. So here's what, punching a punching bag makes a connection for people between anger and aggression. So it reinforces the link between being angry and then acting in an aggressive manner, which makes sense, right? It totally makes sense. So so, um, these connections between emotional states and behavior are, I mean, that kind of then just over time reinforced. Then as we get angry, then it's just going to say, it's going to trigger us to get even more angry. Right. Yeah. Which just kind of, so the results, of course, say that it's better to, to be able to sit. And I know we both like to talk about mindfulness and meditation. And so even just to be able to remove yourself, breathe, get focused, present, right. Right. That kind of does it. Well, and one of the things about anger that I try to work with my clients on is, you know, anger is there for a reason. Mm. You know, when you think about it, right. Anger is our protection against the more tender emotions that we don't necessarily want to deal with or feel, right? So it's an opportunity for introspection. What is anger masking? What is anger keeping me from looking at, talking about, dealing with? Um, And I have had some of the most powerful sessions when I will allow that anger to come up in session and then just ask the person to sit there with it. Okay, what's going on? What's underneath it? Yeah, where are you feeling it? What's coming up? Tell me what you're thinking. Um, there's a lot of techniques, you know, down arrow technique we can use. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I find that that is the quicker way to move somebody through their anger. Yeah. Right. And get to some answers. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That is. Yeah. And so the um, what that just made me think about, too, is that uh, how much do you feel like things like man brain come into play? You know, how much is it that because uh, you're saying we kind of got to get them vulnerable. Right? right. So what's the what's the risk when somebody's going to be vulnerable, especially guys? Yeah, they don't want to go there. They don't. Why? Well, it's, who wants? Yeah, it's not macho. Rub a little dirt in it. Lone Ranger, cool. John Wayne, yeah, yeah. all that. Why am I going to do that? You know, you can ask. You know, uh, take a random sampling of men and ask them legitimately how many times they cried in oh, their lifetimes. Yeah. You will get those guys who can say, I can count on one hand. Yeah. Anytime I was a kid. It was right? Old Yeller. Yep. Uh, Air Bud. Yep. You got uh, it. Hoosiers. 
Hoosiers. Rudy. Uh, Rudy. Rudy. Okay, there's four times right there. Right there. Right? And maybe, maybe if they have kids when the, the kid made the entrance into the world. And that's a maybe. <laughs> a maybe. That's okay. a maybe. Okay? That's fair. Okay, I have to, I want to get okay. these other questions too, but I have to tell you, so what just came to mind too, I went to a training once um, and they were kind of talking about when you get that whole fight or flight thing, anger, yeah. adrenaline going through your body. The guy who was doing the training said, okay, here's these things that uh, the best way to eliminate it is to get to the top of a giant mountain with a completely open 360 degree view okay so kind of not here in the area right right nope okay and then he, and, and and the thought behind that is of course then at that point now you can recognize there are no threats or fear or Absolutely. whatever so you, know, you can calm down yeah. but then number two which I thought was funny because I I don't know this is I don't this is embarrassing for me to admit mm-hmm. but then he was like what I do often is if I've got a client who's pretty angry in the room or in a couple setting mm-hmm. I'll say hey can you just run out to the waiting room I want you to grab the time magazine and I want you to turn to page 15 right and yeah. I think I'm taking notes and I'm like Oh, well, what's, what's on page do? 15? Right, yeah. I'm like, well, he's got some time that's got totally. something great on 15. Right. He circled it. Yeah. No, no. no it doesn't it matter what's distraction. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Distraction, right? Yeah. And and I think, again, and you're right, you brought up the gender thing. And I think, you know, you have to you have to understand the person you're with and mm-hmm. working with um, therapeutically. But I, I honestly believe anger should not be feared. Anger is something we try to, you know, turn off or shove down, but it's an opportunity to learn something about yourself. Okay, right? but you have to be willing to kind of go there, you right? You have to be willing to to understand what's my anger about. Uh-huh. You can't, right? Yeah. Know. No, that's perfect. Um, oh, the, the, okay, so and then another fun fact on that training that I learned. Yes. So he kind of said that once you're, all that stuff's going on, the chemicals, the fight or flight, yep. adrenaline's in your body. Yep. Um, he said it can take between 30 and 45 minutes for it to leave your system. It does. So I thought that was interesting because a lot yeah. of times we'll get all fired up and then it's like, yeah. you know, still, it's like, oh, I still feel angry or what's wrong with me well, and that's normal. John and Julie Gottman, I okay. think you've done a beautiful job if, if you're yeah, familiar yeah, with John yeah. and Julie, right? You know, eons of work yeah. uh, with this and they call it being flooded, right? So when they're working with couples and somebody gets agitated, uh, they'll actually have them wear a pulse ox, right? You know, oh. the little thing on your finger that, that measures your pulse and yeah. keeps all your vitals. And as it starts to ping, that's telling you you're above a five on the Richter scale, oh, right? Wow. Okay. So you're flooded and you're, you know, your central nervous system is on fire. Yeah. And it, they always said it takes 30 to 45 oh, minutes wow. to return back to baseline. Okay. Right. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, if you're fired up, that's not the time to have a conversation. That's not the time to problem solve. Yeah. Right. Get yeah. yourself back to baseline. Okay. I dig it. Okay. So are you ready for just random questions? Let's do it. Bring okay. it on. Um, I think there's one that I would love to start. I'll sure. ask you because I think you will, you will like this one. Okay. Uh, what should I do if my therapist upsets me? Oh, I love that. That is such a great question. Okay. Um, so before I answer that, yes. have you had that happen to you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. I think, go yeah. ahead. Well, I, okay. But I want, I, and, and what I, I actually love that someone will let me know that because the worst part is every now and again, you'll get somebody that'll come back a couple of weeks later and say, hey, well, you uh, see, I yeah, was really yes. angry at you. And it's like, right? man, if they wouldn't have told me that, you right? know? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. You go. So to, no, same thing. I, I think early in our careers, we probably would have avoided that mm-hmm. or been fearful of that. Right. Now I welcome it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because it's an opportunity again mm-hmm. for growth. Because in that moment, honestly, unless I've done something really egregious, yeah. right? It's about them. Something's being triggered. Something's being activated, and it's an opportunity to go deeper. Yeah. Right. So I love it when I can read on my client that I've stepped on a landmine, and yeah. they're upset, and they're going to project that back on me. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity to say, "What's going on right now?" I had a client, and I love this one. So she. 
I think I did drop a tiny bit into cliche mode yeah. kind of in, yeah. in a response to something yeah. that she put out there. And, and I was so grateful that she said I could tell something was wrong. And I, yeah. you know, I did a good old, hey, yeah. what, what's going on? I can tell like your, right. your whole demeanor yeah, changed. What's going on there? Happening. And she yeah. just said, I kind of feel like you just dismissed me. And I feel like anytime I really put something out there through my whole wow. life, I just get dismissed. Oh, see? Yeah, right, right? there. Yeah. yeah. But I think bottom line, to answer that question specifically, uh-huh. Never, ever be afraid to tell your therapist, hey, I'm upset. What you said upset me. I didn't like that. You know, you're the consumer here. Mm-hmm. Speak up. Advocate for yourself. Um, if if that's hard for you, if you have problems with confrontation, send them an email yeah, after. sure. Jot them a little thing. And you have to know that we as therapists, we that goes along with the territory. We're okay with that. We welcome that. Yeah. Right? I always say, uh, I would do, I always say, um, you, uh, you know, I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me, ask me questions on why I even asked the question I did. Absolutely. Or where am I going with that? Right. Or why do I feel even qualified to talk about the thing that I'm talking you about? Or yeah. And I do know that I think in old school therapy, though, right, the the therapist is supposed to bounce those right back. Why is that right. important to you, right? right? But, I mean, I do per- person-centered, client-centered, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that okay, I like that. Yeah, every once in a while with specific populations, though. Uh-huh. Uh, mm. Personality disorder. Yeah. You know, spectrum, right? Then I Then I do become the mirror. Right. And I'm going to put that right back because I know therapeutically, clinically, it has whatever's happening for them isn't about me in that moment. Okay. Right. So I think, again, it comes back to you kind of have to know your population. Right. You know who's who's sitting across from you. But to the to the client themselves, never, ever be afraid to bring up that you're upset or something was said. Ever. Yeah, because if you do have a therapist that says, I can't believe you asked that question, you run you're, and yeah. you don't come back. <laughs> I was like, you're done. You're right? done. Yep. That's it. Absolutely. Ask yeah. for a refund. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. You're, no, you're that's kind of good. That yeah. is. Um, when you're talking about when you were a new therapist, do you remember, yeah. is it kind of uh, almost funny to look back on does, what your skill set was at that time? Oh, my gosh. I look back at some of the things that I did. You're scrambling. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can remember sitting there in front of a client going, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you need, I'm going to help you with that. And then going home to my supervisor, you know, yeah. emailing him or pulling up every book that you have. And, you know, it, it's a tough road. You can only learn so much in school. Yeah. Right. And then you get thrown into the fire and that's where all your education comes. I in. have to. So I always uh, think about this. I used to do, I went from this, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say Yeah. to then what would a real therapist say oh, right absolutely. now? Right. I love it. Yeah. And then I, and then it was like having that confidence to then I'm going to, I'm going to say what the real therapist would say. Yeah. And yeah. then finally becoming the real, real therapist. Therapy. What a great right? um, journey right yeah. there. I love that. I, I think that's so true. And, and I think we all had that moment where we felt like, not that we're the be-all and end-all, right. not like that, but that we've arrived. We've honed our craft. We're confident in the things that we say. And no longer do you run home at night. No, I've got to find the answer yeah. to that question in yeah. some book, right? Yeah. Now we just know. So are there, do you, anything come, and I, I maybe, I'll, maybe I'll tell you, uh, I'm setting you up for something. I'm, I'm curious, have you ever had those things where you do get a little bit offended? I mean, you can't say that out in the session, but do you ever kind of go, wow, okay, that one stung a little bit? Oh, for sure. Anything come we to all mind? Do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I, can I tell you one that I get often? Do. So I do a lot of work with... Um, I'll bet it's the same one I'll get. Okay. Well, I do a lot of work with, like, uh, single adults. So people who have been divorced and they're kind of getting back out there, right? Uh-huh. So I... And I love working with that population yep. because, you know, you're going to... I do a lot of this work with, okay, let's identify. What yep. What is it that you want in a, in a companion now? Right. You know, it's kind of the good old... The list. Totally. And, and I've got those examples where somebody will say all these things that are important and then they run right. out to the cell phone store and there's a hot guy there and he's checking them out and they're like... 
okay, I know he doesn't have all of those things, but that's, but that's I feel right. it, right? I feel it. Yeah, but so I love when I'm working with that, and, and I, I can't tell you, I, I am not a tall man. Have you ever noticed this, Shauna? No. Haven't you? It's okay. so shocking that you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. Me. So I maybe, you know, if I'm, I don't know, shoes on, it's a good 5'8". That's a stretch, right? So, but I, I've sat with a couple of times where women have oh, been, no. okay, so, you know, I really want him to be this or this, whatever. Uh-huh. And you know what? And he's got to be tall. I mean, he's got to be at least 5'10". I don't need some little midget, you know, or short, tiny, whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm right here, right? right? And then best is when I get the the, the double where then it's like, and he's got to have hair. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm so tired of, you know, the guys with no hair. Oh and I'm gosh. thinking, you're talking to a 5'8 bald oh man, right? Are you aware of that in right. any way? Yeah. But they're yeah. not. Nope. You know, they're all and that's okay. So I never do the yeah. whole, oh, how dare you? You know? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. What comes to mind for you? You know, I think um, I have always been uh, a working mom. I have never oh. not okay. worked, right? That's, mm-hmm. I'm just passionate about it. And I understand there's a big debate. I have always been a better better mom when I do work mm-hmm. to my kids, but I can't tell you how many times that's come up. Oh, I you bet. know, well, you wouldn't understand that because, Ooh. well, you, you you're a career woman or whatever. You know, so many times, and it's not meant maliciously, but they truly feel like mm-hmm. you're never going to understand what I go through as yeah. a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and but that's opened up great conversation. Sure. You yeah. know, we've really been able to go deep into well, what is that mean yeah. you know, why is that surfacing but okay I, I think we all get offended at times yeah, absolutely right yeah. so I do have there's one other one with the height that I don't think I've ever talked about either so oh. I once had a client he was about 6'10 and so mm-hmm. and and he had a gorgeous head of hair too I mean just not fair at all right uh, at all. so it was when we used to work at the nonprofit, and yeah. I'm walking back and there's a pretty lengthy hallway right yep, so I'm long. building mm-hmm. a little bit of rapport and I just say hey so uh Man, what's uh, what's the worst thing about being six ten, right? And doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. We're walking back. We mm-hmm. sit in the in my office, and I kind of say how you know he probably didn't hear me, but I, I just made this joke about what's the worst thing about being six ten. And he's like, mm-hmm. No, no, I was trying to think about it. I, you know, uh, nothing, nothing really. Um, and then he's like, Oh, I guess you know, airplane seats. It's like, okay, like, all right, thank okay, you. thanks sure. for that. That yeah. made me feel a whole lot better. Absolutely, yeah. And then I was like, and you know what? I can stick my leg straight out on an airplane. That's so. right, I can. <laughs> That's right, okay. All right, ready for another one? All right, let's go. Um, okay, How, oh, okay, I like, I want, okay, why therapy? Can I just talk to my friends and get the same advice? Oh, that is a question that I have gotten, oh, so many times, not for my clients, but for people in my social mm-hmm. circle, right? Sure. Why? Why would I pay for therapy? You know, mm-hmm. I could just go talk to my friend. Yeah. I, so the so look, let's let's get logical about okay. it. Of course, you can go to your friends and family um, to vent, right? And that's what it is. You're venting. You're sharing your frustrations. Most of the time, you're going to get their take on that. Yeah. The answer is going to be based on their own thoughts, feelings, values. Right? They're going to give you an opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Therapy has nothing to do with an opinion. Now, every once in a while, we will weigh in with a clinical opinion. Yeah, no, I like this. Asked, yeah. right? But, but that's not our job. We are not there to offer up our opinion about or offer advice. That's, yes. No advice, right? Yeah. So, so that's something to, to keep in mind. If you're in a therapy session and you feel like your therapist <laughs> is giving you advice, again, I'd say you need to shop for a different therapists. Okay, we've never talked about this, and I—that yeah. is exactly what I would have said too. And yeah. I even think that there, you know, there's a couple of therapists that I that I kind of know that I feel yeah. like you know they are good at telling people what they need to do. do. You know, absolutely. So I had in when I was in grad school, my my sensei, mm-hmm. um, Darlene Davis, who I'm going to have on the podcast soon. Do you know Darlene? Super wonderful. Yeah. Isn't that Shelley's? 
Uh, old sensei? I don't know. Good question. Darlene did yeah. this. Anyway, so, I know, so, I know Darlene's okay. name. Never so, so she did this thing that I thought, yeah. and I'm not huge on the experiential stuff where uh-huh. it's like we're going to get up and we're going to, you know, whatever, what? do something no, in the room. Virginia I'm, Satir? You're not going to family sculpt? No, Come I'm kind of tough with that. But, okay. but here's one she did that I loved. She just said... Um, so a lot of people think, and this is, goes uh-huh. back to the people that say, why can't I talk to my friends that yeah. if they go to therapy, it's like if they're sitting on one side of the wall, right. uh, one side of the room, and then the therapist is on the other and the right. therapist is just like, Hey, all right, come here, go left, go right. Yep. Uh, watch out for that. Duck under that. Oh, that's so and you're great. here. I know. Right. And she said, so no. Great. And then she did the thing where she walks over and she gets beside the, the person. And then she just says, okay, where are we trying to get to? Right. And the guy's like over there. She's like, okay, what's in front of us? Well, it's this desk. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you think about desks? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I was uh, attacked in a desk factory as a child. So yeah. this is tough for me, you know? And, and, and right. How cool is that? Tony, this is so interesting because one of the things I, I never heard another therapist say that hmm. because my kind of shtick a lot to clients, yeah. especially when there's trauma hmm. or we're going through something real different, difficult, I'll say, you know, I'm here to walk beside you. Yep. That's my job. I am not here to remove the blocks for you. Yeah. I'm not here to steer you around the the you know bumps in the road. We're gonna walk it together. Yep. And tell me what this brings up for you. Yep. What you know and, and yep. right. We're gonna explore every nook and cranny together. But it's your journey. Yeah. I'm just here to facilitate and walk beside you. Okay. So I love that she says that. I'm gonna have to steal that because well, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, you got to give me credit and Darlene credit. Darlene, you're okay. amazing. Tony, you know what I think. Sure. Um, right. I almost feel like this is the moment where we like we just we we drop the mic and we leave. I mean, that was kind of like deep, right? Yeah. Okay. You said okay. you said satire, right? I love Virginia satire. Okay. I I probably studied about her for my licensing exam. But I'm drawing a blank. But here, can I tell you what that brought up for me? Okay. Uh, and this is a story that I, I wanted to get to at some point, and I will try to make it somewhat quick, right? Okay. So when I, so I did my, my practicum work at a, the Child Abuse Prevention Council of California. Got it. So, um, and they sent me to a ton of trainings and a ton of, so I was doing work with uh, kids. And, right. And I think I've talked on other podcasts, that wasn't, that wasn't my sweet spot, yeah. you know? And there are people that love it and are passionate about it, and, yeah. and I'm so grateful for that. Good training. Yeah, Good it training, is great right? training. Mm-hmm. And so, but I went to all these different trainings, and they used to talk a lot about um, saying, tray, right? Mm-hmm. So I realize I'm, I'm not paying a whole lot of attention when they're talking about that. So uh-huh. I work up this narrative where it's like, okay, I bet it's, it sounds French. So it's got to be this guy, I'm, I'm guessing maybe like Pierre Sandre. And what does he do? And what's his model? And I'm like, man, I got to look this up, right? Oh, so then finally, I uh, Are I you think, kidding me right now? No. I know, right? Oh, and so I even I think I even have it written on here somewhere. Pierre Sandre. I've been dying to talk. Yeah, like this. The Pierre tale of Pierre Sandre. So what I learned, Shauna, yes. was there is no Pierre Sandre, nor is there a Jean-Michel Sandre. Nope. Or a Jean-Luc Sandre. Nope. The word is sand. Tray. And what do we know about sand tray now, Tony? So now we know that that's where we get to play with toys in the sand tray. And then the therapist gets to interpret that when the guy puts the army man by the tiger, that he has some, like, childhood trauma. You got it. Right? Beautiful. Yeah. So, and it, <laughs> Can we put to rest Mr. Pierre sand tray? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one, Tony. Thank you. Uh, wow. <laughs> so we're going to pretend that you actually didn't ever study Virginia Satir, we're going to just gloss. You might want to edit that out yeah. because, you know, sure. she's kind of like, you know, one of the masters. She's a big deal. Her, big right? deal. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. Honestly, family sculpting. You oh, yeah. Sculptures, drum? clay. I get it. The whole thing. So the Ooh. other thing that I'm thinking, I have to tell you this. Okay, so you know how when you're in school, too, you're supposed to go get your own therapy? 
you oh, know? Yeah. Right? Oh, gosh. So yeah. I was trying to at first be lazy about it. So I wanted to find somebody around my house. And so I, I, I forget what directory I went into, plugged in my zip code. And oh, somebody no. was just a couple miles away. And it turns out that they were they were working out of their home. Huh. So I go there and I'm like going to take the tour, which is huh. fine. Yeah. And so I just kind of had this whole sand tray thing um, uh, Fresh in your mind. Yeah, right? And I knew now, sand tray. Yeah. So they're showing me, they're walking me back, and they kind of show me one room. And then uh, and then there's this cat that kind of runs out of the room, and there's a litter box there. So I, I oh, I laughed at myself so hard. Did I'm you? like, oh, combo sand tray and litter box. It's perfect. Right? For the, the therapist that works out of their home. Right. It's and so every great. now and again, you got a kid in there, and he's like, hey, what's this rock? You know, yeah. or whatever. You know, she's like, oh, let me get that. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Don't, don't put yeah. that in your mouth. Okay. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Tony. Yeah, maybe I'm going to want to edit that part. Yeah, it's kind of sure. funny, though. Okay. Funny. Um, right, how long? Do we, we want to take another one? Yeah, let's do okay, another let's one. Do. Let's do okay. one more. That's fun. Uh, so we just did cancel. Okay, talk to my friends, get the same advice. Okay. Um, there's one. That, uh, oh, here we go. This is good. What if there are topics I don't want to talk about or I'm not ready to share? Okay. Okay. This is also a very important one. Okay. Um, I think, first and foremost... Your therapist is not there to interrogate you, right? You know, I think there's this fear Mm -hmm. that people are going to sit on that couch and they're going to be held captive by this person who's going to dig and dig and dig. Not at all. You know, we're there to meet the client where they're at, wherever Mm -hmm. that is, right? And our job is to pick up on either those conscious or unconscious processes, clues, things that are coming up and get the client to explore them. We are not there to push our agenda. Yeah. Right? At all. Yeah. And and I will say, I, I am sure that there are some therapists out there that do that. Yeah. And uh, that is a, a really quick way to lose a client. It is. Right? I, and I will, I love that. And I will say, I do um, now kind of in that first session where you're talking about confidentiality and all that kind of good stuff, mm-hmm. I do try to throw a little something in there that says, you know, I know that this isn't natural, I guess, to come in and talk to a strikingly handsome, tall, bald guy right right and, right and unload all of your problems i know that's not maybe natural but the sooner you, that you can kind of be right. open and vulnerable the better because i think maybe we've we've all had therapists or we've had these situations where you're six seven eight sessions in and somebody's saying hey by the way did i tell you that you know, I don't know i'm a serial killer and you're like yeah. oh that would have been nice to know early on right right at the beginning exactly right. yeah right. so uh you know and i've got stories that i i don't you know for the sake of confidentiality but i mean i just i had a couple session a little while ago where there was a pretty big reveal with about 15 minutes left that would have changed the entire session and and it, you know and, and right. it was you know and i don't kind of say I, are you kidding me why didn't you let that because right. i know some people right. aren't quite ready right, right? they aren't and yeah and, and, so funny this has exactly happened to me today okay my second client you know i think you know you're dancing around an issue, yep. right? You know there's something there, and you don't want to push too hard because you want it to kind of come out organically, yeah. right? And to me, it's a sign that we're doing really good work when a client will say to you, you know, there's this thing that I've not wanted to share or talk about, but I, I'm feeling so safe now, or I feel yes. like this is you and I are, are exploring together in a really safe way. And, and now I'm going to tell you the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You do. You so do have to earn cool. that. You do have to earn that at times too. Cause even we talked about, uh, Sean and I are a part of a, a pretty cool training going on right now. And today, so awesome. some of the stuff that we talked about, uh, yeah. shout out to Dr. Kevin Skinner, right? Very great. So one of the things awesome he talked man. about was, yeah. it was even that part of if somebody has not had anybody that they can trust, right. That's going to be hard for him to walk right in. And then again, trust a strikingly handsome bald man. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's going to work. Sure. Well, so let's on that. I mm-hmm. think we can't end this unless we also then maybe talk about counter transference just a little Ooh, bit. OK. Right. You go. Because I think um, 
oftentimes a therapist will get triggered, mm-hmm. right, by something that the client is talking about because it was their own experience. Yeah. Right? So, um, I mean, we can come up with a dozen different examples for that. So, I think it's important that the client pay attention to if they feel like the therapist is starting to steer them right yep. in a particular direction or trying to pigeonhole them into, you know, this is how you feel. Well, I think that, like, yeah, good examples, yeah. like, if a, let's say a therapist, uh, you know, had grown up and there was alcohol abuse or something like that in their right. family, and then you've got a client in here who's, they're kind of minimizing it, or right. that's not what they're here to talk about, and they maybe say, uh, just in passing, you know, yeah, sure, we get drunk, we fight, but, you know, and, and the right. therapist might say, well, where are the kids? Well, right. they're in the rooms, they aren't yeah. hearing anything, right? right? Well, if that therapist had a, a situation where growing up, they remember these drunken arguments and stuff. All of a sudden, they're they're like, no, 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 we need we need to keep talking about. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then you can. I think um, I've heard many stories where you know the therapist can get a little bit pushy with. Yeah. You know, we are going to your your. Yeah, you don't understand, right? This, this is right? important. Yeah. So I think the concept of countertransference is something that isn't going to happen all the time. And, mm-hmm. and a really good therapist is going to manage that. They're going to seek supervision. If yep. they get triggered in a session, they're going to talk about it. I think I've talked to you. Yeah, we times. have. We've talked to all together. All of the therapists yeah. here have talked about times where countertransference has come up. It's normal. But if you are feeling that as a client, don't be afraid to say, I kind of feel like you're making this about you. Yeah. Or I yeah. feel like you're taking this in a direction that I'm not comfortable yeah. with. Right? I, I, yeah. Saying I don't, I don't necessarily feel like this is... Right. This isn't what I'm here to talk yes. about. Or, yeah. or that's not my experience at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that's an important thing to bring up to people. Yeah, that's good. You mentioned, I, this is uh, where I'm going on my train of thought, right? Okay. But at one point a few minutes ago, you said something about coming in and sitting on the couch. Do you have anybody lay down? Oh my gosh. I have people who lay down all the time. Do you really? Well, you, you have pillows. Yep. I'm, I'm holding one right now. Very yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Um, I will have people kind of curl up yeah. you know, and they'll hold on to that. And then there's people who just want to stretch out. Lay on their back, throw their feet up, but that's why we have the couch. Right, you know, it is. Whatever. I just love, though, that there's yeah. that stereotype. So, I mean, I love yeah. when I get somebody, a rookie, into therapy, and sometimes they will say, do, do, do I lay do down? Do I lay down? Right? Oh, I get it all the time. Am I supposed to lay down? Yeah. No, 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 do whatever. And then when they get comfortable and they come in, and I even have a blanket, you know, if people, it's cold or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, they throw the blanket on, get comfy. I To me, that says, you know what? We're doing our job. Yeah. You know, we've created that safe space. We've created that nice environment for the client to come in and feel, let their guard down, mm-hmm. where they can lay down. That's a very vulnerable position. Yeah, it kind of is, know? right? So. I, cause I, uh, I had a client once who would um, just stare up at the ceiling and talk, and that was yeah. it was great, right? Yeah. But so there was once where I thought, man, I've kind of got a headache, and I've yeah. got a little, I got a ibuprofen in my bag. Yeah. So I thought, I wonder if I can kind of sneak one of these things out, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know? And so. Did you do it successfully? Maybe. Just kind of stuck my hand over slowly to see, you know, see, if the guy was going to look it. over. Yeah. Do it. I was gonna, yeah. And I got yeah. it. Yeah. He never even knew. Well, and, and I think the other thing to remember, too, is, it, well, we've all had our own individual therapy. It's part mm. of our training, yeah. right? And I know what that's like to sit across from someone who's who's kind of staring at you intently, even though it's with compassion and yeah. empathy. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I think for some people, laying down where they don't have to look right at yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's it, true. It kind of feels good. Yeah. That made me think of, uh, I have to give a shout out to Sean Davis, who was my sensei. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. Dr. Davis, amazing. And he told of a situation once where he was dealing with a teen boy. The teen boy was obviously very uncomfortable about coming to therapy. And the kid wanted to lay down on the couch, kick, kick their feet up. And so there was another couch in the room. 
And Sean just mimicked that. Love it. You know, okay. he just mimicked it. Kind of met the kid where he was at, tossed his feet up too, you know, kind of put his hands, uh, you know, up above his head. And they just kind of talked. And I thought, that's a great therapist. Okay. So, uh, of course, now I'm going to sound like, oh, yeah. Well, let well, me, me one so, up you. Right, exactly. But I, I love that. I mean, it's funny. I'm wearing uh, slip-on shoes today because I have okay. a client today that we take our shoes off. Um, and that's just kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. And then I love, with teens in particular, with the curvature of that couch and this chair, where sometimes I do say, all right, we're just going to we're gonna slide back and yeah. we're just going to look up and it, whatever it Isn't is to make them great. feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You've got to do whatever you need to do as a therapist um, within... <laughs> About sure. boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where well, I just thought about that too. Have you ever seen my snack cabinet? I have seen. Tony, I have broken into your snack cabinet. <laughs> How dare I'm just you? I'm going to own it. No, I'm honored. You know I what? Am. Yeah. We it all is, know who has the good stuff here. It is full here. right now. I know it is. It is full. Kind yeah. of freaks me out because yeah. I'm like, Tony has chocolate. Oh, I went Halloween candy shopping is what I did, but I've already eaten the whole thing of Reese's and Kit Kats. Oh, good. Well, then I'm safe. So, yeah. fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'll probably get some more tomorrow. Okay. Right. Um, do you want to do one let's more? Let's do one more. Let's flitz. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. This is a good one. Okay. Will my therapist judge me? Oh, such another great question. Okay. Don't you think that's a common a common misconception that your therapist is, whether they're silently, you know, overtly or covertly going to pass judgment on you? Yeah. I think that is so true. But again, right, if your therapist <laughs> is judging you, yes. um, you probably need a new therapist, yeah, right? Our yeah. job is not to pass judgment. And here's the thing I tell all my clients. There is nothing 10 years into this that you could tell me that I haven't heard or okay, seen. Okay, I see the same thing all the time, right? All the time. And it's kind of sad, right? Because we've become a little jaded. Mm-hmm. Um, we have heard things that I think most people can't even wrap their brain around. Yeah. Right? Oh, some of the stuff we were talking about in our training today. Totally. But we and won't go there. But we I mean, won't yeah. Go there, yeah. Right? You're right. And so I do tell people, you know, I, oh, far be it for me to pass judgment on you. That's not my job, right? My job is to walk beside you and we're going to figure all of this out. So I say this cheesy thing where I I say, I want, if I had a device that I had right here beside me and it was my holy crap meter And so when they, oh, spit take. (laughs) Right? Oh, that'd be good. So, but so then if they're getting, you know, I'm I'm saying this Mm -hmm. thing, it, you, I don't think you can even get it to go to one. Right. So whatever you're going to tell me right now, I want to know. And it's, and it's data and I can, and that's what I need to work with and all those sort of things. Right. Yeah. But it, but again, I, I really honor again, the client who can come in and tell you some of the most horrific, scary things that have happened to them. Right. Uh, Embarrassing to some, right. Traumatizing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it takes a lot and, Again, you talked about our early days of our career. I can remember thinking as someone was telling me the most awful story that I'd ever heard in my life, right? Yeah. I kept thinking, is my face okay? Am I not, you know, am I not? Oh, right. You know, am I showing horror? Am I, you know, keeping that nice, flat kind of affect? Or am I projecting the right amount of empathy? And now, of course, you know, it just comes natural to us. But, right? I mean, in the beginning, didn't you think... A, I'm going to start crying. Yeah. B, my jaw is going to drop That's and my eyes are going to bug out. Yep. You're going to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened to you. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's, a, it's tough. Um, you made me remember, I, I remember, do you remember your very first client ever? I can remember my very first client. Okay, you go, you want to go first? No, you Okay, go. so mine was, I was working at a, this uh, place, a nonprofit. I wasn't getting paid. I'm a brand new therapist. Mm-hmm. I get this, you know. 
and and of course I want to protect. I mean, it's been over a decade, but uh, but so I'll give it in generalities. But right. it was a it was a single dad, and the wife was not around because mm-hmm. of some things that she had done. Mm-hmm. And he's got I think three teenagers at the time, mm-hmm. and he's just talking about all the stuff they're doing with right. it's like just crazy horrible activities yeah. and. And, and, and he's basically saying, what do I do? You know? Yeah. And I'm and thinking, going, oh, I don't even know. I don't know, buddy. Okay. I know. The funny part was at one point, he's like, uh, he said something like, you know, and, and we like, they're stealing cable, you know? And I remember I, I, I kind of, you know, they were like splicing it from yeah. a neighbor or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 And I remember like going off on this little thought thing where I'm like, huh? So if they get caught doing that, like, is that a bad thing? Or is that a, you know, or I'm doing all this in, stuff. in your brain. Yeah. Wondering. And I'm like, You're whoa, like, Wait, come back. Present. Okay. Yep. I'm back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, we all do our time, most of us in the trenches, right out of grad school, yep. right? You get kind of really thrown into some yeah. some tough places. I, too, worked at a couple nonprofits, and um, I would say a very tough population to work with. So my first client out of the gate was a doozy. I mean, it was trauma and, again, just kind of this unfolding of this horrific story. And I'm sitting here wow. thinking... Help! <laughs> you know, yeah. like, where's my supervisor? Oh, yeah. Is someone watching? Right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, I need help. Yeah. But then, but then something clicks because yeah. I think all of us who are in this profession, who have done this profession for as long as we have, um, there's something in us that clicks. Yep. Or it's, oh, yeah. it's an art form. I don't know. It's what we're supposed to be doing, and that empathy and that compassion kind of just comes to the surface and we learn to be right there with the client. Okay. In the moment. That I was going to say, that's the thing that I think yeah. that was when it clicked for me was when it wasn't, I mean, you know, we're all human, yeah. but it was when, when I'm in a session, they feel like they're 10 minutes, not 50 minutes. You're yeah. locked in, you're present. Yeah. You're not thinking about what's for lunch or what, right. you know? Yeah. And, and cause I, you know, I think shortly after my first client where that was an experience, I remember at one point having a guy tell me some things and, and I was, I was kind of stuck on what do I say about this? Right. You and were- I didn't stay with him. And then yes. he throws out a, I don't know, do you think that's that's a good thing? And I, and I just blurt out, uh, yeah. And he's like, seriously? Yeah. And I had to quickly go, well, I don't know. Go, hang on. Let's, let's Tell, go, yeah, let's right? Go let's go over that again. that again. Like, yeah, yeah, right? And I'm going, oh, you know what? I can't, yeah. No, but that is, it's scary. And again, I like that you said we are all human. Yeah. And there's going to be times when we have problems staying with the client. But most of the time, this far into the game now, that that's where we are really proficient yeah like we're able i think to so really present stay in there, there yeah. right even yeah. if your stomach's growling a little bit or you that. thinking about uh what am i gonna do when i get home yeah you, we still have that ability to be right there yeah I, I don't think it's been years since i've had that experience where i'm like what did they just say because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you're thinking yeah. what am i gonna say next yeah you know? yeah exactly yeah and that, that kind of leaves okay so i will tell you when you just said a, a rumbling stomach uh-huh. So I, I do think, I used to always think about, it would be fun to do this, like, kid's book called The Gassy Therapist. The Gassy Therapist. Right? Because every now and again, you know. We're human. Yeah, you and that's what? a rough time, do right? Do not eat tacos before your afternoon Fair clients. point. If you look in my thing yep. there, I've got some dried fruit. That's... Oh. Okay. Ne- never eat more than four dried four prunes. Ever. Nope. Because then you're going to make a quick exit. Yeah. I mean, here it is, folks. Real confessions of real therapists. Yeah. You know what? So I, I recorded uh, one a couple of weeks ago on this uh, race I ran, this 100K. And one of the things that I didn't talk about after that I thought was kind of funny to yeah. me mm-hmm. was, so here's one that is kind of fun. So when I run one of these super long races, anything over 50 miles or whatever, I'll lose a lot of weight and fluid during the race. Yeah. Like uh, this last one, I lost nine pounds, right, oh on the race. Gosh. So then when you're done with the race, you're going to hydrate like a right. champ. And then your body's going to say, hey, this idiot might go do that again. Let's hang on to everything he gives us for the next couple of days. Oh. So then I actually ended up 
gaining that nine plus, plus. an additional eight. So there was like the 17 pound swing, right? So then I come into therapy on Monday That's and I'm crazy. fine. I'm like kind of, you know, I'm good. I'm sore, yeah. but I'm good. Yeah. Well, this is like to a T. By Tuesday, then the body goes, all right, we're good. He's not going to do it again. Okay. Let's pee every 10 minutes. Oh, So imagine no. that in sessions, right? And you're like oh. tapping your toe. Because I am not. Have you ever like. I've excused myself. I mean, okay. Super embarrassing. Yeah. I am so sorry. Yeah. I. <laughs> gonna have to go yeah yeah that's that's not epic or i've had colleagues who have um gotten sick thrown up in the middle of session whoa you know they're they're hardcore man they're yeah they are right and then they're like and uh you're gonna have to excuse me that's pretty funny again we are human yes right exactly all right sean roberts what a pleasure it was was fun right fun okay so yeah so uh we're gonna have you on to talk about you know maybe the the trauma piece or trail trauma or something like that yeah so do that or any other population you know me oh okay so when i first thought of the idea of the podcast i mean shauna does a lot with personality disorders and especially there's a big one called borderline personality disorder where i think you know therapists when we're talking amongst each other it's like man you never want to have more than one borderline yeah and i mean you've had what's the most you've ever juggled at one time um uh, eight, nine. Oh, yeah, wow. It's okay. a lot. It's a lot. And I, and I don't do that anymore. Okay. I mean that, you know, I've learned, yeah. but that that's it. There's a lot of misinformation about mm-hmm. uh, borderline out there. And I would, I would love to come in and maybe even do Q and a about yeah. or just talk about it in oh, general that's terms. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Let's all right. So we'll do that. So thanks for coming in. Absolutely. And, Thank uh, you. We'll, we will talk again soon. Sounds and great. I will see you next time on awesome. The virtual couch. Flying past Our heads and out the other end The pressures of the daily grind It's wonderful Elastic waste and rubber ghost I'm floating past the midnight hour They push aside the things that matter most Heal the legs and hearts you broke the pain it's more